Shall we begin? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's been a minute. Been a minute. <laughs> but everything's still the same. Okay. <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same. Don't you think it's strange? Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Jerome. And I'm Kenyon. And today we're coming to you live from... This is not live. We recorded this already, okay? (laughs) There is a difference. And uh, that's what this episode's about. It's tight and it's also ultimately right. It's tight and it's right. <laughs> and it's happening tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can't do that. Kenyon, let me just say it feels so good to be alive. It really does. It feels so good to be alive here with you today. Hi. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> I don't know, but it's good. We're good. We're here. We're alive. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, just the two of us. Just- <laughs> <laughs> it really does. That's it. We're just going to dive right into that because that's where my mind is right now. Because okay, th- it really does feel so good to be alive. And that ultimately is what I need a reminder about. I don't need a reminder about anything negative, anything. That's true. Bad, anything foolish, anything clownful. (laughs) Clownful. (laughs) That feels like it should be in my lexicon because you know how I feel about the clowns. (sighs) They're everywhere. And I, I, not positively. (laughs) (laughs) Some clownery can be, you know, Never mind, I've got nothing for the clowns. No, sometimes it's time for clowns. Like if you're at the circus. <laughs> right. If I say, I want to go to the circus, as <laughs> the late, great Stephen Sondheim once said, send in the clowns, you know? Well, now sometimes the circus actually comes to your town. <laughs> wait, wait. And then wait. everybody starts acting song? like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain this again, please? In the... First grade, one of the first ever productions on stage that I was in. <gasps> well, maybe that's actually not quite true. Um, <laughs> so you're a seasoned veteran, you're six years old, you've been in 40 productions. <laughs> what can I tell you? You've been, been in Cats, you've been in Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> but it was about, it was called When the Circus Comes to Town. And like the opening number was called, I believe, When the Circus Comes to Town. When the circus <laughs> comes to our town, Ooh. everybody acts like a clown. We've done this already. <laughs> we've, we've had this exact moment here on the podcast already. Okay. Um, but, well, it's relevant to today's world. Well, now here's what's interesting. Sometimes you say, I would like to go to the circus. I'm in need of a laugh, a lift. A hee hee ha ha, I'd like to chuckle. Mm, mm. Other times, 
I mean, not to drag your first grade class, but other times the circus does come to my town and I say, well, I wasn't trying to go to the circus. Exactly. When it descends upon you. Oh, and mama, I feel like not only has it descended upon me, but we've all descended. (laughs) It, it, It does feel like that, which is why I am focusing on, I am uplifting in my own mind, Beyonce and Be Alive, and that incredible performance. Yes. So, well, as you can probably tell, unfortunately, (laughs) in this episode, we'll be talking about, you know, that thing. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, I'll be straying away from that as much as possible. Yeah, not in in great focus, because as the late great once said, there's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. And by that, I mean, what more is there to say? (laughs) Right, right. Um, But there are so many things that were covered up, such as Beyonce's performance of Be Alive that opened the Oscars. Now that is right. That is what we should all be talking about. Many other things happened that night, and we should stop talking about those things, actually. (laughs) Um. The thing is, watching the performance, I have said this every time that I've watched it, it is like watching a Fantasia. Like, it is, wa- <laughs> it's like, wait, what a feast for the eyes this yes. is. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's so delicious in every sense. <laughs> it's such a, it's a reminder of just like, oh, this is beauty. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Sometimes I'm looking and I feel like I found it, but actually no, this is it. Here okay. This is beauty. It's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I mean I actually really loved this movie. I think the movie is great. I think that I was very excited when the song came out, obviously, because I was looking forward to the movie and I love Beyonce. <laughs> you do. Um, oh. Yeah, little known fact. <laughs> um but, so I've, I love the song. I've been listening to the song forever. But it is like every time that Beyonce comes out with a new visual something, it's like, wait, this is just as extravagant and luscious and, and like exactly on the nose of what is trying to be portrayed as the last one, or if not more so. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about it being set in Compton? I think that's great. And that we're seeing Compton. That she's like, actually, here's where I am. Right. Now, this is an aside. It is very funny to me that Van Morrison wrote a song for Belfast that was nominated, but Van Morrison is on tour. And so Van Morrison, who I I used to think was a band, but now I think is just a person. (laughs) Do you know this? (laughs) The jury's out. (laughs) Okay. So, uh... Van Morrison, he or they were like, we can't perform at the Oscars because we're on tour. Um, (laughs) But Beyonce didn't perform live. (laughs) Right. But to Van Morrison, they're like, okay, that's okay. Don't perform. (laughs) But Beyonce's like, well, I would like to pre-record my performance from a tennis court in Compton. And they were like, yeah, cool. That's cool. It just is like Scream's vision to me. Exactly. It's like... It's extremely visionistic. 
It's like you have a vision and then you work to make that happen. And in this case, it meant that it needed to be pre-recorded and mm-hmm. that everyone was going to be wearing an incredible shade of yellow. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that it's like, I was just saying this to you, like, would I have come up with, oh, yes, everyone should be this brilliant tennis ball color? No, I wouldn't have come up with that. But it's the right thing to do. <laughs> right. And right. Nor- it's not like, oh, what a cuckoo idea. But it's like, that's so right. Or to to say, oh, I'm actually going to do it from a tennis court in Compton is like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's where the movie is set. Like, that's great. But I just wouldn't, I I would not have thought of that. But like that she was like, well, this is right and this is what it has to be. So we're going to make it happen because this is the vision. It's very, um, it's very agency. It's very the theme of this year. It's very Oh, agential. yes. Beyonce is very <laughs> getting agentic. <here. laughs> getting agential. Uh, <laughs> that will never cease to make me laugh. <laughs> and then the, 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 the song, the lyric, it feels so good to be alive. What a thing to say, to proclaim. in With a recognition of all the rest. It's like, I've got a million miles on me. Yes, like things have happened. And you know, it actually, it still feels good to be alive. Yeah. It's like not giving, obscuring the truth. It's giving yes and. Wow. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She, no, she's so right. No, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. And under, unfortunately, it does stand kind of in stark contrast um, with other things that happened at the Oscars, both oh. in its, you know, pre-recorded versus live nature. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, degrees of quality and what it had to offer us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before, before we even get to that, before we get too far from Beyonce, which... <laughs> One should never stray too far. You're absolutely right. Um, Beyonce did lose that that award to Billy and Phineas, which is cuckoo crazy to me. In part because, have you heard that song, No Time to Die? Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> and I actually really like the girl, but me I'm like... Too. Are you really? I'm like really starting to like accept that. <laughs> accept me. Sounds like it's the circus descending upon me. <laughs> no, well, it I does really, feel... I, I like her. I really do. Yeah. I like her. I like her. It does feel like I was thinking while she was performing, like that she's a person. I mean, she's so young. She's like 20 now. And she just is going like... You know, if she chooses to, and if this sits well with her, and I hope she feels no obligation to do this. But I'm, like, really excited to hear her continue to, like, make cool new stuff for a really long time, you know? Like, she's going to be around for a long time. She's extremely young. God God willing, and I hope so. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I've said this before. This is part of what I don't like about award shows. (laughs) Is that, like... (laughs) We have to choose, we have to pick between right. these things that otherwise can coexist and amplify each other and right. be in conversation with each other instead of, you know, right. picking our, our best song or best artist or best actor. Right. Um, and that, that she's, she was up against, I mean, Van Morrison notwithstanding, 
who's up against people where it's like, okay, we're kind of waiting for them to get the the little statuette. Right. Um, which is only hard to swallow because I'm calling it now. I think she and he will win this award again next year for the songs <laughs> in Turning Red. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which brings us to Turning Red. Uh, very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Pixar, honestly, I was, I've been a little bit worried. I'll say <laughs> it. I'll just say it. You're you know, worried about the girls. Just because you come out, out of a string of, of like a, two decades of incredible movies. From Toy Story yeah. all the way through to, to Cars and Finding Nemo, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, okay, wow. Mm-hmm. In the last like five or six years, I've been kind of like, okay, all right, Pixar, sure. Maybe these ones just aren't for me. But this one, Turning Red, is it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Just, and so there are so many parts of it that are, I mean, Pixar, not unlike Beyonce. They, it feels <laughs> visionary, the work does, you know? But it is that type of thing that it's like, wait, all of these things have clicked together, not just like, into a movie that, like, looks and feels good, but also, like, in a way that serves the story. Like, in a way that serves what you were trying to tell in the movie. Like, the way that, like... Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers. Let's say no no big plot spoilers. Oh, goodness. All Do you right. think we can say that? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But maybe later we'll say something different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but that... Like, the way that music is such a bonding thing between her and her friends, but then also is part of their tradition, their, like, familial tradition of bonding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is very, like, you get the old and the new, the generational divide, but actually generational connection. You get the, like... Like, what a way to tell a story about puberty and about, like, discovering these parts of yourself that you have to figure out how to control, making choices for yourself. Like, it just all feels like it locks together in the perfect way. I was floored, really. Yeah. That it was even being tackled in, like, it's a big topic about, like, Children have lives. They have an inner experience. And mm-hmm. in puberty, things are happening at their bodies. And it can be crazy. And it can feel like the world is ending. Yeah. And that feels like such a taboo thing. Just yeah. in our culture to talk about. Um, and I was so surprised that they were even tackling that. And then they did it so well. It was like, wow, hats off. No, totally <laughs> hats all the way off. The hat is off. <laughs> where's I've your hat? It across the room. Get your hat, <laughs> Kenyon. Where's your hat? <laughs> Didn't you have a hat on? Does anybody even wear a hat? Exactly. Um, and then I also love that, like, that it honors the boy band mo, like. That the love of boy bands is not just like, oh, they're obsessed with these boys who are cute or whatever, but like that them loving the band is them loving each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. That's so right. (laughs) This is an amazing movie. Please, everyone, go see it. 
please imbibe through the eyes of this movie. <laughs> Delicious things to watch. Beyonce's performance of Be Alive. Yes. And Pixar's Turning Red. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Kenyon, when we recorded our episode about Luca last summer, mm. that episode went up like a week before the Turning Red trailer dropped. Wow. And we had asked each other, okay, what's like the next realm that Pixar is going to tackle? They've done Underwater. They've done Mythical Being. They've done Monsters. They've right, done, you know. right. And we said like a school. Like they've done college, Monsters University, but they haven't done like- Did we really? School, yes. <laughs> we said school and then it was turning red. So you're telling me that we actually wrote turning red. That's exactly what it can That's exactly <laughs> okay, what I'm saying. Amazing. Um, so Pixar has announced that there are two movies, either two coming out in 2023 or maybe like one in 23 and one in 24. Um, we na- Now we have to predict what they will be about. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. What will be the realm? Have they done like a digital? Um, Wreck-It Ralph. I was going to say like Wreck-It Ralph, though Wreck-It Ralph is just Disney animation. That's not oh, Pixar. right, right. And see, that's the other thing, is that everyone has kind of tried to come after Pixar's niche. You know what I mean? Like That's true. Not, I'm not trying to say that no one else can do digital animation. Just like, do it differently, Disney. Instead of just buying <laughs> the company that you want. Because they Yeah, that's the other thing is that like (laughs) you already own them, so you don't have to also be stealing their gig. Right. So what's up with that? Anywho. Mm, I mean, this this last, you know, kind of round of things, we've also seen we've seen underwater, we've seen New York jazz music. Oh yes. Black people. We've had a music movie. We had a black people movie. (laughs) This, of course, was the Asian movie. (laughs) Help. Um Where are we going next? What is coming out is that Buzz Lightyear movie. Oh, yes, Lightyear. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have. And what would you say about it? (laughs) No, no. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think there's a lot of opportunity in it, and I feel like the trailer, you know, trailers are never... Can't judge a book by its cover. Thank you. I'm going to coin that (laughs) phrase. (laughs) <laughs> um sure <laughs> Ooh, wow okay so what did you think i want to like this movie it's got kiki palmer in it that's pre- <laughs> all you need for a movie for me to like it right right um however the trailer does make it seem like it's about nothing <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see yeah. And it doesn't, I mean, it's a part of that trend that like I don't really love where it's just like instead of creating new properties, let's just like build out this old world that we have already yeah. been building out for four movies. Well, yeah. Um, I do like that at least it's not Toy Story 5, you know? It's right. like at least a step removed. What and if I, the next Pixar universe is like meta Hollywood? Like, what if it's an animated movie about animation? Okay, that sounds difficult for me to like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe just Hollywood. I kind of think there's a celebrity, like a celebrity, celebrity, yes, yes, yes. 
like TV Comment show, like a made. TV host. Yeah, right. it's yeah. very that. Yeah, it's like Pixar does. Don't look up. <laughs> which is what we need. Which is actually what we need. <laughs> okay, that's my prediction. Well, we'll see what they do. Alrighty. Well, speaking of celebrity Hollywood culture. No, 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 no. <laughs> I. It's just not. I don't feel like I'm living in the real world when I talk about yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there it's there's what happened, which happened very far from me, in a True. in a place at a time unto itself, to other people yes. <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it might as well have been. <laughs> and then it suddenly it's like, what why everyone is, oh my gosh, let's all type and let's all chat and tweet and comment and yeah i mean obviously there have been a million and a half words said per second for the last several many days about this which i think we're both in agreement that we're not really interested in (laughs) saying more about this specific incident there's just been so much that's already been said um but it did make me think because i wasn't as much as I, between the two of us, am the one who's like, ooh, I'm going to watch all the Oscar movies and who's who I think is going to win and I have my ballot and rakakaka. Um, I was not even planning to watch. Yeah. Um, but I was dropping my boyfriend Mike off at his house. And as he was, I walked him inside and it was while Ariana DeBose was giving her acceptance speech. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just sit and watch this and then didn't get off the couch for three more <laughs> hours. <laughs> Amazing. So I, I like happened to be watching it, but you texted me and you were, you were like, are you watching this? And not even when the thing happened, but when something else was happening, you were like, are you watching this? And I'm like, are you watching this? I was not planning to watch at all. But then our good friend Isaac um, texted <laughs> me about Ariana's speech. Yeah. And I was like, and so then I had to turn it on. And it, it was at that exact moment that then I became, that my attention actually was stolen from me. <laughs> and uh, was diverted to other things. But it really made me think about, I mean, that and the the many much discourse that we've been experiencing <laughs> has been making me think about like, watching, like the act of watching something live. Like... Right that that has become such a particular, well, to be honest, it's something that I kind of thought, or I tend to think is like going away. Right. Like even now to say like, oh yes, everyone is going to like watch this thing live on television at the same time, already to me feels archaic. It already to me feels like what is this American bandstand? <laughs> like, it, it's like, what are the, the things that we all watch live at the same time? We, I guess as a nation watch live at the same time. Um, but there, there are more than I would think. Yeah. Um, there, there are still those big events like the Super Bowl, like these award shows. Um, mm-hmm. but also there's like a, there's what is what is the live element? It's like, okay, well, maybe, hmm. you know, st- because of streaming, we're not like all watching 
our, you know, favorite show between the hours of eight and nine on Thursday night. Yeah. We watch it whenever, but the conversation about it, the discourse, which yeah. that word has been really abused. <laughs> um, but the conversation about it is live. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to watch this maybe on my own terms for most of the things that are out there on my own time, but I've got to yeah. watch it to like jump into the conversation that is right, right now. Then the conversation is happening and I've got to get into it to both figure out what I even thought about my own experience of watching it and to like feel like I watching it mattered. Right. Yeah. Like there are things that like, of course now as we're, we're making this episode, I'm thinking about the millions of things that people could do still watch live. Um, but one of them being um, for me, RuPaul's Drag Race is like, oh, like, I want to watch it on Friday, not just, like, there's part of it that's, like, a spoiler. Like, I want to watch in real time what happens. And so I experience it, like, seeing the elimination on the show, which feels similar to, like, you know, I don't want to just, don't just tell me who wins the Super Bowl. I want to watch the game. I want to, like, see them score the points. I want to see the big play that's going to be so shocking that it happens. Um, But also, like exactly what you said the the, like i want to be involved in the discourse as it's happening like i can watch the drag race episode whenever but the twitter feed of everyone's like tweets and jokes about it and reactions is only going to be happening live in that moment so it's not just the event itself that is happening live that i want to see as it's happening but it's being a part of the reaction yeah which like you know i think you know, in an earlier internet era, 10 years ago, we were like, wow, the joys of social media, we feel connected right. to our celebrities and like, look at this chance for connection. But you know, as time goes on, it's more like, actually, this isn't satisfying my need for connection and look at all these reactionary <laughs> posts and is this even, is this yeah, actually I mean, what re- I like or am I just here? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when this would feel like it would happen on Facebook? <laughs> Like being in like middle school or high school or whatever. And it was like, yeah. wait, I have to go on Facebook and see everyone's like Facebook status about the whatever. Yeah. Which I can't even go near Facebook right now because I like I I opened Facebook the other day and there was some take that was so Looney Tunes. I was like, I can't be in here. <laughs> like I can't even. <laughs> that, I could see anything in here. It's crazy how, well, maybe not not crazy. It's it is fascinating to me how the kinds of things that people post really differ from from site to site, from app to app. Like yes. like you just talked about seeing a take in Facebook and then writing off Facebook, kind of uh-huh. it, it totally. Just like actually, I don't want anything. I don't want to be a space <laughs> that here. could give me that. Yeah. Whereas like. And what you see on Twitter being very different than Instagram. Not just, like, in terms of, like, text versus pictures, but, like, the kinds of ways that people make their comments. Yeah. And, well, you know, that is fascinating because, you know, Twitter is a disaster. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not like I log into Twitter and I'm like, oh, yes, here are all the good takes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, here are all the good, the exclusively good things that people say. I'm not scrolling through my Instagram story like, oh yeah, this meme, that now that's good. <laughs> like right. that's the that's the good meme that is actually the right take. <laughs> um but there is something about Facebook that's like the delivery of it is just like a free for all. Maybe just because it's less curated. Like I do think that like my at least my personal Twitter timeline is giving me less stuff that I don't want to see. Um, whereas Facebook is just, you know, I think the person who posted this is like a friend of a, like a camp friend of a girl that I went to middle school with, which is like twice removed. Why are you? (laughs) (laughs) What? Why am I seeing your posts? Yeah. Okay. Mm. But these live things still really like, have a hold. It feels like they really have a hold on us when they do come around. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at the the conflagration that has erupted <laughs> post the Oscars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about the Super Bowl. I'm thinking about the confirmation hearings. Uh-huh. Um, I was just thinking about, like, presidential debates. Ooh, yes. Yeah. What is what is up with the live moment? You know, I think it is something about like something about it's being unexpected or like I feel like there's a difference. There's a difference between like when a show is on, right? So like Euphoria is on and everyone's like, "Okay, we all have to watch Euphoria at the same time. We're going to talk about it at the same time." And like there was a a calendar in the week of the you know, the memes, like, yeah. from, built out from Sunday night through the rest of the week. Um, that that feels like one version of it. But then there also is the version of, like, but that, you know, just because that is happening all at once, it is not live. There's, of course, something about when it's live and you don't know what's going to happen um, that feels like, you know, what do people do when they're under pressure? You know, like... right. Right. I I think there's something really that's that is what is so fascinating about this moment to everyone, right? Is that like, you know, how could this thing have happened in this place with all these people watching? Like <laughs> if this had happened anywhere else, it wouldn't be even, you know, a tenth of the size of the story that it had been, right? If right. this had been like like something that had happened in a restaurant and we had heard about it then it would have been like, oh, like, that's kind of crazy. But as I'm saying this, I I think my reaction also would be like, well, is that even real? Like, did that even really happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm thinking about, like, a couple years ago, there was, like, allegedly a Nicki Minaj and Cardi B fight in a restaurant or whatever. That's, like, that just feels very mythic. It's, like, (laughs) I'm sure that something happened, but, like... We weren't there, so, like, do we really know what happened? I don't know. But the experience of, like, viscerally watching a thing happen before all of our eyes and no one knows, knew that it was going to happen, and so it just fractures out into this, like, millions of different experiences of the moment. Like, I think there's something really exciting about that to people. Definitely, definitely exciting. 
<laughs> also maybe something else. I, I don't know. The, like the, I mean, you're bringing up the gaze of it all, right? Like the watching, the eyes, uh-huh. how we see the event. Um, and I don't know. I've been feeling really suspicious around my TV recently because mm. I don't know. We just spend our lives looking at screens and like nothing's in the screen. There's nothing going on there. Work. Like there's just nothing there. But live events, it does feel like, wow, this screen is is showing me real life because this is happening, you know, huh. somewhere yeah. else. But this is, this is real. I don't have to suspend any disbelief to believe that this thing that I'm seeing is happening and it's happening right now. And this is yeah. the truth that I'm receiving through this screen. And so there's like, there's a crazy like elision that happens between our own eyes and the TV screen in live events where it's like suddenly we we think that we're there even though we're seeing a we're still seeing a curated thing. We're still not yeah. seeing all the details. But it it's so easy for us to just think, imagine that we are. Yeah. I mean it feels like the step up of like there's like television media that's like total fiction, right? Then there's like, like r- realistic fiction. There's like, so total fiction is like, I don't know, Game of Thrones. And then there's like euphoria that's like, it's fiction, but it's, uh, you know, to remind you of real life in some ways, right? Yeah. And then there's like the the recreation so, like, I'm watching The Dropout right now, which is, like, the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos story with Amanda Seyfried. We have to talk about that. Okay, so we have to talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's that. And then there's, like, I don't know, there's, like, documentary. And then there's, like, reality TV <laughs> that feels like not documentary because it's less, like, or it feels less curated. Mm. It feels a little more like, oh, we're like seeing people's raw reaction, whatever. Right. And then the top, the king, is true live reality. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, is like, what about leaving the screen? Like, actually, this is re- like here I am, and I know this. Yeah, is look real. around. <laughs> Um, it does actually feel, in fact, so good to be alive. Hey, hey, that's so true. That's it, what it comes back to. Right, though? Like, that's just, I don't know. It all feels, I feel like I, I the distance, I have, the TV has gotten too close to me. It like, I need to, like, push it back away a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, re, re, uh, re, instantiate for lack of a better word that (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to find something that didn't sound so crazy but uh, I didn't really anywho um to recover that distance between like me and my life and this thing that I'm being shown through many other eyes really truly deeply distant to me these are not people that I know this is not an event that I attended like this truly has extremely little to do with me. Like so let's just remember that. <laughs> it's just like we're all out here like 
reading lips and being like, I was there when it happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When the truth is, and well, now this is interesting, that like you have these people responding who may have like been there, but some of them responding who are just like, other celebrities who are like, well, I think this, that, and that. And it's like, well, you actually don't know. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm, I'm wary of really descending into. Yes, please. And don't let me. <laughs> just because it's just like, here's an opportunity for everyone's everything to come out. <laughs> everyone's yeah. racism, massage noir, every like it's just like yeah. here's the time this event has provided us an excuse to keep being foolish. <laughs> well, it does feel like I mean, this feels like part of the whole social media thing is that it's like everyone has an opinion and should say it when that's not true. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I think maybe it's a combination. Like, I think it's a combination. Because there are some people who be saying things, and I'm like, that is none of my business. <laughs> and you may have put this on your little Twitter, but ultimately, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and so I may disagree, and that's okay. And I actually don't have to tell you. <laughs> Moving right along. Like, it can just, like, that's what I have to remind myself. Like, People are going to say things, and that's the trick of Twitter. The trick of Twitter is not just like, oh, it's made everyone think that their opinion is is like super important and relevant and that they should say it and, and say it at everyone. The other that's part of the trick. <laughs> but the other <laughs> trick is that is to make I mean, we talk about audience all the time on the show, to to make people think that they are the audience to everything. Right. That Ugh. everything you see, you were like, you need to make yourself the audience for. <laughs> Which I mean, like, then makes me kind of wary about, about engaging even here on the podcast with you on this topic, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> well, not, not, not that, not. At, with you personally, <laughs> just like, okay, well. Cut the episode. Take every, this down. <laughs> you know, here comes everyone saying things, and here's the space where I say things. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and I have no answers for that, but hey. Hey. That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's all that needed to be said. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, so imagine, you know, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg has his way. Oh, and it's the, brothers. you know, it's the 2025, 26, 27 um, Oscars. And who needs live TV? We've, we're all metaversed in. Yes, we're all we, attending, actually, at the metaverse. Right, and there are, you know, tickets priced accordingly if you want a really good view virtual uh -huh. view you're gonna pay more somehow even though you could we could all be having the same virtual view because it's virtual but whatever <laughs> well it's virtual <laughs> <laughs> but money it's roblox but okay <laughs> um it's gonna be even harder to like 
remind ourselves that actually, no, we're not there. That actually, yeah. no, this is not happening to us. <laughs> actually, no, I'm not Whoa. seeing this. <laughs> I've never connected those thoughts of like, like, you know, the joy of the joy, the brilliance, the whatever of social media is that it like gets rid of all the distance, but actually that like getting rid of the distance is bad, like makes us think that <laughs> that things are happening to us when they're not. Yeah. And I mean, I I love connection, right? But like right. distances in metaphorical and real distances like have got to be accounted for. Like we yeah. can't just erase all boundaries and say we're colorblind and you know, just erase <laughs> yeah. distances between things and and that's just not going to work. <laughs> that's just not going to work. Wow. Wow. We need the distance. Got to account. Well, it's, you know what that honestly is making me think about? And this is cuckoo crazy. And we talked about this and did not say that we were going to talk about this today, but it is what it's making me think about is like this is all the, like the anti-trans bills. Yeah. Is the idea of like, this thing is happening and it's happening everywhere and you're hearing about it all the time and you should be super concerned because we're telling you about it all the time. Where it's like, wait, actually, that's not true. <laughs> like, the distortion of distance is also like a distortion of magnitude. Absolutely. Not to mention, like, there is, in saying that, there's kind of a, an elision of, like, trans people should be able to play sports whether there are not a lot of trans people or millions of trans people. Like, if everyone is trans, then still everyone should be able to play sport. You know, like, right. so not to say... Oh, people shouldn't worry because it's actually not that big of a problem. But like part of the outrage or like part of how people are inspiring outrage in others is by making it out to be this like it's happening all the time everywhere. It's this big threat that like you didn't even realize has already infiltrated or like critical race theory, right? Like oh everyone is being taught oh this gosh. thing all the time, la, 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 right? That's like, wait, that's actually not... True. That's actually not true. To really go back in time on critical race theory, like two years, two and a half years, uh-huh. is like, like just trying to like rewind like how many people, what that phrase even meant to people. Yeah. And who even who even had any sort of feeling about that phrase? Who yeah. actually knew <laughs> it was connected to anything. And to now it's like is giving distortion. It's giving yeah, total distortion. Deep distortion that has been amplified by these mediums, these social mediums, by these distorters. Mhm. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, you know, like I like I sound, you know, like a um like a, a a person who is resistant to change when I'm like, yeah. oh, these social media, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, they're just bad. Just bad. <laughs> right? Just like, bad. And it's like, it has really changed in a major way how we like think about and associate with each other. Yeah. Like... You know, we were talking long ago about, like, you know, is social media a public space? 
does everyone have should everyone have access to social mm. media as a public space whatever um and that i think that's one issue and clearly mark zuckerberg is trying to at least create something that feels like a public space that we are physically in right <laughs> but that he still owns <laughs> but that he still owns so mm, think about that um but also that like, yeah, it, it means that anything that we see on a screen is happening in our homes, is happening, like, to us, is happening in front of our children, is happening, and is and that we have to, like, comment on it because we're involved in it because we watched it. Yeah. Which, again, like, anyone can say whatever they want about what, like, that's literally what we're doing here, but, <laughs> like, there is kind of a... Yeah, I don't know. It makes me think about like how involved are we in it really? Right. And like when everything's coming at you, there's just no there's just not enough time to like to process. Yeah. If 50 things are coming at you and they're all being marketed to you as threats or things yeah. you should be worried about. Um it's like where it happened to slowing down. Slow down. What happened to slowing down? Um, okay, so you brought up critical race theory, no. which takes me to live <laughs> event I? number whatever this is, but the confirmation hearings. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's something about most everything political that is theater, mm -hmm. you know? Correct. It just is. <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> um <laughs> And watching, I tuned into some of the confirmation hearings and very much the element carries over. It's like, senators are out here really being characters. Ex like, extremely mm -hmm. characters. The lines are written. The roles mm -hmm. are set, <laughs> pre-recorded almost. It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you watched it all. Do you? I watched pieces of it. Um... I watched kind of a couple, I watched maybe 20 minutes of the first day. Um, in I heard like the end of, I don't know, I heard some clowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the second day I listened to quite a number of the sen senators questioning. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean that... That feels very much like trying to create a live moment, you know? Especially out of, well, it's interesting to think about, okay, the last one was Amy Coney Barrett, and the one before that was Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh, of course, was, like, such a spectacle. But then, like, Amy Coney Barrett kind of wasn't at all. Yeah. Like, everyone was, like, I don't know, there was a lot of hubbub around it's happening at all in the first place, but, like... It wasn't like, okay, we're watching this and something shocking is happening. Um, but that kind of felt like, you know, I think in a lot of ways, Republicans have, Republican senators in Congress have been trying to make this like, I don't know, trying to find some way to start giving their, what they see as payback for Brett Kavanaugh, whatever. Um, and even though there's no comparison, there, you know, that is not... There is not an equivalent. Part <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> with Katanji Brown Jackson, but that 
it feels like trying to set a trap, trying to like, how do we make a, a spectacle happen? How do we make a live event that everyone's going to be talking about? Like, that's very much how it felt. Yeah. And that she just was that. like not biting, you know? She's like, I'm not answering that question. I'm not sure what you want me to say. Was there a question there? You know, like... There was some Just giving nooch. <laughs> in it where I'd like... I was speaking to the television. Like it was showing <laughs> me reality. Like it was happening to me. But I was laughing and I was just like, wow, she's just... Like beating you at your own game. She's just like better. Yeah. She's just be- like... She's just better. <laughs> there's just no... She's just like, better. Goodbye. Like you really are trying to get her and it's not working. Like she's just not falling for it. She's not, she knows what you wanted to happen and she's doing what's right instead. Right. And it's like, you know, this is not to say that we should be putting people under this, that she should have to deal with these inane questions. Right. Um, But she really did. Handily. Handily. There's something about the language, too, where... um, I think I said this to you on the the phone the other day. Um, In the confirmation hearings, it it just felt like there was... No one was saying what they meant. Yeah. Which is classic TV. Everything is subtext. It's classic theater. Like, okay, sure, (laughs) this is made up. Amazing. But on the other... It felt like there was no space really to challenge the language that was being used. Like, there was no room to be like, okay, well, you said these words, but I don't think you mean what I mean when I say those words. Mm, mm-hmm. it, it, like, I don't, the, the, the political theater doesn't seem to accommodate, like, shared definitions right now. <laughs> well, I think there's almost like... And this kind of, this feels like a difference between like theater and like law. Like it almost feels like like so much of the subtext thinking legally, like so much rides on actually not saying right. like, oh, you can't get because I didn't say that. This is what I said. And if you interpreted something else, like that's you have to figure that out. Like you have to make that argument, but like I didn't say that. I said this, which like feels like so much of the game. You are so right. And like is, I mean, laws, that's what laws are. They are words that we have said matter in these ways. And like the words really carry, like you write your decision and that's, these are, this is justice that I am writing these, that the words are carrying. Um, And there's a moment where, Katanji Brown Jackson was like, well, if you want to know my position on things, look at my record. Like mm-hmm. the the record is the body of work. Mm-hmm. Every like that is what law, <laughs> this is what this, this is what this is. Yeah. Like but, every time I do something, I actually have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've spent a lot of time in my career explaining the things that I the decisions that I have made. <laughs> right. And it was like these these politicians coming up against that and being like, but we don't know, we don't use language that way. We use it to be politically convenient and expedient in the moment. Mm. And so how can we trust that, that you're using the language that way? 
Right. <laughs> it was like, it was just so crazy to me. <laughs> that feels so layered. <laughs> In like a cuckoo bananas way. Yeah. Well, Kenyon, it's come to the time of the show where we like to respect the binary. Ah, uh, yes. That age-old tradition. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, well, here's what I'll say. That in terms of live events, there are there are some that are musical and there are others that are hmm what am i going to put opposite musical <laughs> um uh athletic oh oh all right um and i'm going to go ahead and say that's the binary between the musical wow. and the athletic the musical versus athletic live events, even though some might say that many musical events are also athletic. Well, that's kind of the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sorry. I should be respecting this binary. Yeah, <laughs> now you okay. understand. Um, well, you know, I'm going to say music because do I have, yeah. to, say, do I have to even give a I, reason? <laughs> Well, I kind of regretted immediately <laughs> when I said musical. <laughs> okay, how about yourself? <laughs> um, musical or athletic? Well, I was going to say, like, d- like, would I rather, like, sit at home and watch the Grammys or, like, go to a basketball game, you know? Mm-hmm. There, I think I would say athletic. But then that feels like not actually the comparison. Right. No, it's a concert or a basketball game. Okay. (laughs) Right. Which is, well, then I want to go to the concert. So I think I'm going to say musical. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Uh, My binary here for you is between live and pre-recorded. Have we done this before? (laughs) Uh, There's no way to know. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> um, listeners, comment below if we've done this binary before. <laughs> um, live or pre-recorded? I think pre-recorded, actually. I don't need to see it live. I'm also with you. I'm here for the pre-recorded vision. That's why I didn't... I wasn't even planning to watch the Oscars live. Like, I find it so much easier with these little shows... To like let it happen, let it all get figured out, and then the day after be like, well, it's all already done. Like genuinely, when I was going to bed at night on Sunday night, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, it, I get this thing in my head where I'm like, oh God, like, like, should I stay up on Twitter and like see what else people are going to say? Like like, will I have the right? And that's so stressful to me. How much easier would it be to not know anything that had happened and then to wake up on Monday to say, okay, well, I'm watching the video. Okay, here's all the many things that people have said and I don't have to say anything because it's already done. It is already done. It's like learning about history. It's like learning about, you know, the Civil War. I don't have to have a take, you know. It's already done. (laughs) 
I'm not going to comment on the Civil War and this event, this unnamed <laughs> event being kind of equated there. But um, but I am also going to say pre-recorded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and well, that's why this podcast, too, is pre-recorded. I guess we're never doing a live show. <laughs> <laughs> We've drawn our line in the same. <laughs> Thanks for listening, divas. We Love That is brought to you by Kenyon and Jerome. Our music is by Sophia Campomore, and our art is by Griffin Keller. And please drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. I'm glad that we, I was worried that we would not actually get through without talking about it. And I'm glad that we did. Yeah, I'm really, I mean, we didn't even name names. And that's amazing of us. Will people even know what we talked about? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Are we doing the thing? Are we doing the Republican Senate? Well, (laughs) now, I also hope not.